just not orderly, smooth running, or peaceful as we know they can be. Um, uh, we always have an opportunity, we always have a choice to, in our lingo, to revisit what unity calls spiritual principle so as to again allow the creative crucible of consciousness to be brought into what? A more organized structure out of which our lives can be more in alignment with the causative positive energies that are streaming through the universe and that are uh, innate within us actually. Unity teaches that the nature of God is synonymous with what we might call joy, peace, abundance, certainly love, and further teaches that these energies that as expressions of the one are for us to demonstrate and to express within our lives and pattern our lives thereafter. Assuming that this has some degree of relevancy for eluded to one of them, as we acknowledge an ever-present choice to either stir around in the energies of spirit, of God's source energy, or in things that are very unproductive to our welfare. And these other unproductive things can be called by many names, but each one leaves us not feeling too good if we spend time in that frame. If anything in our lives has been less than optimal, I suggest that our and our first our choices, and here when we say that, we're not intimating blame of any kind. Nothing uh, equating in our lives with a level of wrongness, no more than we would punish ourselves for discovering that a belief that two plus two equals five is the reason why our checkbook doesn't balance with the bank statement. Just a logical understanding of our life as an expression of consciousness and that the tool of consciousness is thought or thought is that which formulates consciousness as it has been often said within new thought circles, life is consciousness. We've often said that there isn't anything ever, ever, ever in our lives, be it bodily, financially, emotionally, that uh, has, uh, with, let me put it this way, that doesn't have at one point in time a vibrational equivalent to a choice that we might have made and perhaps are unknowingly maintaining. Everything everywhere is logical and based on spiritual law or principle, just waiting for us to uncover and discover and internalize. Now, of course, the good news. Once accepting the how behind why something might be present in our experience, and as we take it back to principle, back to the God idea behind it, we recognize the core opportunity that we always have, and that is to make another choice as to where we focus thought, uh, which then usually becomes belief. A belief is only a thought we stir around in over and over again, and then often that is elevated to uh, a truth in one's being and in one's life. And once it is as a truth, it is a challenge to look at it in a different way, even though it isn't serving us, perhaps. Um, some will make a real commitment, as it were, to reformatting their inner hard drive within their mind and heart. And if you don't know what that means in an outer sense, then you are fortunate. Because if you've ever had to format a hard drive on a computer, you don't want to do that. But sometimes the inner computer within us, the hard drive of memory, the hard drive of belief, the hard drive of that which we accept to be true, 
that might need some adjustment. Point or step two uh, in returning to principle is an acceptance of a basic unity understanding that the universe is stacked in your behavior. Because if it wasn't by however we would state it, it wouldn't matter what you would do or anything uh, to have any effect upon whatever in your life. There would be unbridled effects uh, without any connection to any cause whatsoever. Uh, without this basic tenant of the universe stacked in your favor, uh, we would not have any handle on anything to make any change within our life, within anything that is productive. How important is this understanding? Well, I say it's vital. Unity's message and approach to life is always a hands-on experience with each, we say, in total control and charge over his or her journey. Others, like our elder brother, our master teacher, Jesus, gave evidence through action and word of how the process works, but it then is in the scope of each one of us to fulfill our own dream and plan, even as each within life is doing the same thing. Remember, as we reference our elder brother, as we reference Jesus, the master teacher, we do not believe that his mission was ever set up by him or whomever to be the savior of the world. Unity's understanding of his self-accepted place within the scope of things, meaning his dream, his desire, and plan for his life, was in our understanding to be the way shower, to be a teacher, an example for any who would see within what he did and said principles that can be emulated. If you nevertheless really like the concept and the word, they are your own redeemer. Uh, and yet you, you have never needed saving because in truth the reality of you has never been lost. Your God identity is forever safe and secure. That never is the question. The question is always in the here and now that is manifesting as our physical adventure that is perhaps uh, not as we, we can always return to principle if something is not as it should be in our liking within some aspect of our life. We can bring whatever tool we have of thought, of feeling, back to the reality of who we are and repredicate, if that's a word, our now approach upon this truth. Step one, of course, is recognizing that we are always in the driver's seat recognizing that we always have a choice as to where to focus the power of thought that then becomes word, that then becomes belief, and that then often is elevated to truth. And here, maybe you can experience this or relate to it in some way. If truth status has been granted to a spiritually incorrect belief, it sometimes can be a challenge to get back and replace it with something that is far more productive. And our step two in the process of returning to principle is to acknowledge that the universe is on our side, stacked in our favor, as we said, and it is fundamentally good and ultimately, ultimately good. And this second, the Lord our God is one. If there is but one presence, one power, there isn't anything in opposition to it. There isn't anything evil that is lurking somewhere to try to get your attention. There is only the one essence that is the ultimate good that is all things. That is, 
then is to rejuvenate our watchfulness within our process of thought, which is our input as to how consciousness is formed, which again, basic to it, is then usually reinforced with a word, in other words, the spoken word about what we think the thought is telling us, and then often elevated to a belief and eventually to truth. For we can have anything we wish a truth within our life, and sometimes our truths are not that productive. Some aspect of our life back to principle. So I ask the rhetorical question, how aware are we of the thought input that we are giving to life, and hence to the resultant layers of cause and effect that affect uh, the whole spectrum of our experience? If you have been here, for some length of time, you are most probably very aware of the moments when, what can I call them, old habits of undisciplined thought have surfaced and again tapped you on the shoulder and made themselves known. Perhaps apprehensions, angers, old resentments, fears, or similar. Patterns of thought that at one time in your life you didn't even question, you didn't even consider the possibility that you had input into the equation of who and who you are. How can we better tell when this is happening? Well, by giving attention to a developing awareness of what we are feeling at any one moment. For the more our primary intent is to focus on God or a good within us, within each and every thing and person, the more we feel the contrast whenever we have another kind of experience of memory bubbling up within us, and it doesn't feel good. What these fear-based thoughts bring with them is their accompanying telltale trail of negative or unpleasant emotion and feeling. So the more we learn to monitor what we are feeling and if emotionally unsettling, to examine what our present and predominant thought is focused upon and change it. How? What if conditions appear to warrant me uh, being unhappy with what is taking place? Now, when we say fear, a quick aside, feelings that we sometimes have that we can define as fear, many of them are, are instant feedback of life telling us if we would listen that we need to do something. In other words, that isn't the horse you need to ride. That isn't the streets you need to walk on in the middle of the night. That isn't whatever it is. But when we are using the word fear within today's less fears that are not attached to any current condition or occurrence, yet if kept vibrationally active within our thoughts, it will, as it were, initiate a search pattern for similarly frequencied things to again make their appearance, but they now will be in the guise of person, place, or thing. Again, you might ask, what if conditions appear to warrant thoughts that carry with them unhappy feelings? Well, if they don't stem from a need to duck and miss something that is coming your way, then to realize that we can purposefully now go to something, go to anything that engenders a different feeling, a different feedback that feels better. Certainly don't stir around in the word energy of this thought and this emotion. That will strengthen something we will want to diminish. But go to a memory, if you have to, of something happy. Stir around in it as much as you can. If applicable, speak about it, talk about it. For this engenders and generates the kind of vibrational energy that will the sooner bring us back to where we want to be. 
within our process of sensing an opportunity to return to principle because of a desire to bring about more positive change in our life. And after we are comfortable with what I have called the first two initial steps, now we can look at areas we want to more positively address. Unity often breaks these down to areas of mind, body, and affairs, or we can say knowledge or illumination or, or wellness and abundance, a cooperative component that aligns ourselves with the ever-present flow of God good, or are we creating vibrational roadblocks through thought that become word that diminish our ability to access this universal storehouse of all wisdom and knowledge, wellness and health, financial blessings according to our expectation. As an expression of the one, hero Israel, you are an extension, an expression of the one, that which we call God, that which we call source. As that, we have access to the reservoir of all wisdom and all knowledge. Yet oftentimes we focus our attention within not an expectation to always know what we need to know when we need to know it, but sometimes little cutesy statements that speak of stupidity and similar. Remember, everything is energy-based and vibrationally predicated, like light and sound, thought and word, no exception. And through our thought and word choices, especially when we sense positive, happy, emotional feedback. We are heightening our conscious connectivity with this oneness, with this one mind that we are a part of, or the eternal reservoir of what we call wisdom and knowing. And so what unity says, what we teach and what we um, suggest, what we um, put forth as a tool to use thought is to then translate that thought into word, to then translate that word into affirmation in your life so that this creates the magnetic experience of reaching out and finding more of its kind. And to refrain from that which carries with it the garbage of not feeling good when you speak about yourself in a way that diminishes your access to all that is good. In this area of the wisdom of the accessibility we have access to, we have some affirmations, and I'm going to speak it first, and then I'm going to ask you to join it with me. So the first one we have up here is, I have such a wonderful memory. I have such a wonderful mind. Affirmation in the series. To, I always need to know when I need to know it. There is a divine timing in the universe, and we have access to it if we learn to attune ourselves to it. I know what to do and I know when to do it, when I need to know it. And our third one, I am one with the all-knowing mind of that, that experience that we want to identify with. So let's speak it again together. I am one with the all-knowing mind of God. I remember accurately and easily. As expressions of the one, that which we call God, source, energy, we also have access to the unending flow of the life principle that we know as wellness, vitality, strength, and renewal. Myrtle Fillmore, co-founder of Unity, realized that this awareness superseded anything that can be found within the unenlightened, and this became the portal to her healing. 
We are always the picture of health and vitality. You might say, not all the time. But within my lesson today, as we are with spiritual principle, we also find the thesis that reminds us of a level of knowing that has the power to transform every atom, every cell, every function, every organ of our physicality into the original blueprint of wellness. But if we have inhibited this by throwing into the mix vibrational thought and word that speak to what I lump under the title of organ recitals that are repeated over and over again ad nauseum, then we need to uninhibit ourselves. And this process speaks to ours, to the process of, of, of consistently and conscientiously bringing thought and word up to speed with the logic of who and what we truly are and what we have access to and ensuring that we are a cooperative component to it. Affirmations in the together. Next affirmation. The life, strength, and intelligence of spirit are now active in my body and every organ is functioning perfectly together. The life, strength, and intelligence of spirit are now active in my body and every organ is functioning perfectly. As expression of the one, that which we call God's source energy, we have access to the unending flow of abundance, supply, and prosperity. Unless we have made the choice through thought and word to give power to the lie, and I repeat the lie of lack shortage, thereby no longer choosing to be a cooperative component to this eternal flow of substance through us. I understand it is so very easy at times to buy into the mutterings of those who know not and know not that they know not whose logic is based on shortage, victimhood, and similar. But in a universe that knows not lack or shortage, that is so very unproductive to bring that into our consciousness. It is illogical for us to live in a universe that is filled with the knowledge that is behind the abundance of all things and not be in the position. Because there will be something within you that will continue to say, you've got to be kidding. This can't be true. I mean, look at the life. Look at people. So if we enter into a logic, irregardless of what another has chosen to express for themselves, and make the choice prosper. The next one. Money needs channels through which to flow, and I thankfully volunteer my services to this wonderful experience. Why not? Why not? If there, tell me, people tell me, well, you know, there's something going on in the economy. Can you tell me that there is no one prospering? That's a fable, isn't it? In the best of times, there are people on the street and in the worst of times, so to speak, there are people who are prospering abundantly. Why not you? You are the only blockage to that in your own life. My services to this, things are not as we would have them somewhere in our life. It is because somewhere we have made the choice, I have made the choice to not be a positive cooperating component to this process by perhaps buying into the ignorance of human-only awareness by those who know not and know not that they know not. A return to spiritual principle will begin the journey back. And it doesn't take as long to come